Hey guys, does capitalism have you down? Does the constant pressure to be productive get to you? Are you tired of being a cog in the machine? Then we invite you to be a part of the revolution against toxic productivity by embracing the useless things. Welcome to episode 73 of the Very Unimportant People podcast. Do less. I'm your host, Courtney, and I went on my first solo hike recently. Ooh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and I'm your host, Lydia. And this week, I risked my life to hang lights in a theater. <laughs> Ooh. Tell us about it. Yeah. Okay. So basically, like this theater that I've been working at to do like a bunch of lighting hangs at, um, it's, it's grid where the lights hang is set up in this very awkward and not convenient way where there's like a bunch of catwalks that you can walk on to get up there which is super convenient and then mm. you could hang lights on the bars that are like on the catwalks and you could just hang it and it's fine you know whatever it's cool but there's also bars underneath the catwalks and in order to get to those lights you have to take out the floor and then put it beside you and then hang <laughs> through the floor and hang a light onto the pipe underneath the floor and that's how you do it and you have to oh like God. literally just your arms and like maybe your head is sticking through the entire floor just like this two foot by four foot gap and you're just like trying to focus the light and like the designer was being so mean he was just like trying to he was really rushing us and we were like defying fucking gravity trying to hang these lights rushing for him. you as you were hanging your bodies through yeah the floor above yeah. The ground. <laughs> yeah and he was what? just like can you do this can you do this and we were just like yeah yeah, yeah we can do it but like it's just gonna take an extra five seconds for these lights that are hung in this really inconvenient way and like mm -hmm. he just didn't really seem to understand that and he went like Aww. there's like a gel slot at the front of the light and when you focus the light like that's already it's like an extra three feet that you need to reach your body out to get to the to the top of the light where the gel <laughs> frame goes so he's like asking for the gel and i'm like trying to precariously put the gel into this gel frame trying not to drop it like the 24 feet down onto the ground onto his head or something like that and he was just rushing us and just being such a freaking dweeb about everything and it was just me and this one other guy in the grid and we're just like literally doing gymnastics it felt like trapeze artistry <laughs> in the fucking air Cirque du Soleil who yeah yeah so just like me <laughs> and it was it was so intense and i was up there and i was like i don't think i want to risk my life for lighting for design job. anymore no yeah yeah no. and i was like i'm gonna remember this next time i'm doing lighting design i'm gonna remember not to punish the crew like this like we don't deserve this we don't need to be oh. underneath the light the, the fucking catwalk hanging a light we could just hang uh -huh. it like that one foot over. And I was telling yeah. the guy who I was doing the job with, I was like, when I'm a lighting designer, I'm going to remember this. And he was like, you say that now, but when you do your <laughs> lighting design, you're going to be like, ah, fuck it. Fuck that crew can handle it. <laughs> Let's go. Pick it up. Yeah. <laughs> Pick up the pace. We got a lot of lights to focus here. So yeah, it was intense. And mm. um, I was using a lot of my knowledge from school, which I have Ooh. also like forgotten almost a little bit. So it was kind of like, you know hopping getting back into theater but like just doing the most and like yeah and they were trying to help me from the ground and they were just like oh like just twist this knob and I was like I know what I'm doing it's just at a really awkward angle <laughs> <laughs> like it's just taking a while <laughs> oh man it was fucking annoying uh yeah that was rough. So don't weird. risk your life for a job 
no be I don't a think... lighting designer not yeah definitely definitely True. headed in that direction this has taught me you know I'm learning a lot <laughs> like it's fun and it like mm-hmm. makes for a cool story sometimes but like it's so stressful <laughs> like yeah just I just don't want to fall through the floor and then like just be hanging there like because you were harnessed in but like the harness is it's not good to be hanging like 24 no. feet like that I just like it's strapped onto one thing just like yeah and then you're just dangling there and like we don't have a lift or anything like that otherwise we would be using it so if i did get stranded i don't know how they would rescue me like i i think someone would have to i think they would have to get like three people and pull me up (laughs) like through the grid (laughs) yeah that's not an ideal situation to be in at work (laughs) yeah man it was wild so yeah that was that was kind of my like my two days of work it was nice though you know we had like long calls and like we were chilling in the theater and we were like teaching some of the younger kids some new things i feel like a veteran (laughs) yeah so that was fine but that other part i was like i can't i don't think i can fucking (laughs) do this anymore it's just not worth it (laughs) for this one scene it's just not worth it i'm sorry i concur not worth it it. (laughs) not worth it yep so how was your solo hike Oh, it was, it was all right. It was just all right. Hmm. <laughs> it was like, I, I feel like, okay, so you know when people, this is going to sound like it's very off topic, but you know when people give birth, oh. so there's like <laughs> hormones that pump through their brain that make them forget how bad giving birth was. I don't know if you've oh. heard about this, but that's what happens so that they like have more children. Like it's a biological thing that you kind of like forget all the pain and stuff that oh, wow. happened. I have a similar experience with hiking that like it sucks. <laughs> but then once I'm like over the sucky part and I get to the top, I completely forget how much the hike actually sucked. Yeah. And that happened to me when I decided to go on my solo hike because I wanted to go somewhere that was like there were people around, not just me in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. That felt a little risky for me. So I went to a hike close to us mm-hmm. um, that I've only done once before. And the last time I did it, I literally died. But oh. I somehow forgot about that. And I was like, <laughs> let's do that again. This sounds fun. It's a nice quick hike. But I instantly regretted it. Like two seconds into it, there's this... At the bottom, you can decide to take these like stairs that yeah. they randomly installed... They're not like hiking stairs. They're like these concrete, really steep stairs that were like dug into the side of a mountain. It's a really weird situation. Or there's like a path up. And I was at the fork of the road with this like older couple and they chose the ramp up. So I went up the stairs because I was like, I, you know, don't want to be hiking with them. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So I went up the stairs and like literally five stairs up i was like this was a bad idea oh <laughs> um, no and yeah i've never taken so many breaks on a hike every single time i saw even like someone slightly in the distance i would stop pull over to the side and just wait for them you know how you have to let people pass you yeah i would yeah. take that initiative on myself i'd be like all right <laughs> this is, like, this is an opportunity gonna, i'm just gonna do this for, a for you yeah. and literally like every two seconds i would just stop and like pretend that i was looking at the lookout and like the views and, yeah but i was really just absolutely dying on the inside you're just absolutely like huffing dying. and puffing like yeah. just can't. holy shit and it was really sad because that older couple that i started with i never saw again i think oh. they gave up I, yeah, we like I met up again they like part and then they meet up again in time yeah. to go up like the first big hill 
And I saw them at the bottom of the hill and we waved at each other because we had a little chat at the beginning about which yeah. way to take. Um, and they laughed when I took the stairs and they took the other way. Um, <laughs> and they knew something you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I never saw them again. Oh my And I God. ran into like seven other people that I just never saw again. And I went up and down the same way and I never saw these people again. So I think a lot of people took the smart route and were like, hmm. This hike is a little bit much for me. I'm going to turn around. But I was like, wow. no, I can do Or this. maybe they beat you because you took so many breaks. That they no, I would have seen, seen them pass me. I would have seen oh, them pass yeah, me. There are yeah. a lot of people that did pass me. Yeah, 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 yeah. There were a lot of people that passed <laughs> me. Did. But <laughs> no, a bunch of people I never saw again. Whoa. But it was still, it was still kind of fun. So mm-hmm. hiking's mm-hmm. kind of fun. You got a lot of time to think. You can go yeah. on pace. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's nice true. When you're dying. It's just kind of scary, though, like that you're just like by yourself and you just have to kind of like be alone and taking breaks and like people walking yeah. by you and you're just like alone. And it, it yeah. sounds a little scary, honestly. Yeah, and like the top of this hike is so it's like obviously it's up like kind of like a mountain. And yeah. the top of the hike is essentially like rock climbing, I would say. Oh, There's a lot of these hikes God. in BC, but this is like the worst one. Like it's literally like just. <laughs> shale like cliffs that you have to like hands and knees like climb your way up and the last time i did it it was a lot scarier because it had just rained so all of them were like wet and slippery but this time it hadn't rained so that was okay um but yeah that part's a little scary when you're like i could literally like fall off the side of this cliff and no one would know no one would know and no one would find you and they would have no idea yeah Yeah, that's terrifying and then there's like a path that goes down the back of the mountain that's a little bit less scary Mm -hmm. that um like last time i did the hike we went up the shale cliff side and then down the nice little path but the nice little path makes the hike like at least two hours longer than it needs to be and so by the time i got to the top i was so tired i was like i don't want to be out here for another two hours that i don't need to be and then also like the backside of the mountain is like through the woods and it's not Mm -hmm. really busy back there it's only busy on like the mountainside so i was like maybe i'll just go down the same way i came up you know that yeah. seems the safest option yeah. but going down is so much scarier than going up because if God. you go up if you go up and you this fall just keeps getting worse <laughs> if you go up and you fall gravity is like working against you right like if you fall you're gonna fall forward but gravity yeah. is pulling you down so it's like That's not true. as scary but yeah. on the way down gravity and your fall are going in the same direction so it's like if you trip and fall you're just gonna keep going Holy there's nothing stopping fuck. you like pulling you back so it's a lot scarier on the way down but damn I feel like my bouldering, I've been bouldering a lot. Yeah. Um, Janine and I have really gotten into that. So I feel like that helped me. Oh, I have a yeah, lot more definitely. confidence just like scaling the fucking cliffs. And yeah. You just fun. have to commit, man. That's it was scary, but it was bouldering. fun. And yeah. also, yeah, that's terrifying. Damn. Yeah. Good for you. Good for you. Doing things alone on its own right? is scary. Right? But also right. just like having a life-defying experience just all by yourself in the woods. It's kind of oh, fun. It's kind of fun. I enjoyed yeah. it. I also went bouldering by myself the day before mm-hmm. that. And doing stuff alone is actually a lot of fun. Yeah, it's not bad. Okay. Yeah, yeah, there you go. I Independent enjoy woman. It. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, this is actually a really good transition into my opinion for this week because my opinion for this week is about Mount Everest. Um, <gasps> I love Mount Everest! Yeah. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Oh my god. And like, Yay! Fair, this is so exciting. Fair warning to everyone in the audience. I don't know if it's going to affect everyone the same way that it affected me, but this is like the first time I've ever done a podcast opinion that's like almost like deeply disturbed me. 
Hmm. Like I've had like an icky feeling. I wrote this opinion like two days ago. I've had like an icky feeling since I wrote this opinion. I can't oh stop God. thinking about it. I I'm keep so like freaking watching videos and researching it because it's so intense to me. I don't know if it's just a me thing, but just fair warning. I kind okay. of found it disturbing. Okay. Um, but the opinion is basically like maybe we don't need to climb Mount Everest. I feel maybe like we should stop climbing Mount Everest. Yes. Mm. I feel like there's some things that humans aren't meant to do this is a common theme on the podcast there's a few things that humans aren't meant to do and it's okay if we don't do them yeah okay. we don't need to conquer the we highest don't, mountains. we don't need to do it yeah our bodies are physically not supposed to be up there mm-hmm. let's listen to that that's the opinion <laughs> but, all right let's get into it so there have been about a total of 5,739 people who have climbed mount everest um and over 200 closer to 300 they don't actually know the number of people have died oh. while climbing mount everest and most of the bodies are still there ah uh, yeah so yeah <laughs> i i know i heard of that i heard of yeah. uh what's his name what do they call him like red boots or like green orange boots. boots green boots yeah, I'll yeah. Talk about green boots <laughs> okay yeah yeah so this actually works out to a rate of about one in 20 people die while climbing oh. the mountain um and it used to be a lot more it used to be for the first like 50 years that people were climbing mount everest i think um it used to be about like one in four people yeah and so most people know mount everest as the tallest mountain in the world but it actually has another title and a lot of people refer to it as the largest open air graveyard in the world um (laughs) (gasps) oh i did not know that basically when people die climbing everest because it's like so high um, and so cold, cl- like recovering their bodies is actually like super, super dangerous and really, mm-hmm. really expensive. It can cost about 40000 to $80,000 to recover a body from Mount Everest. So their bodies are just kind of left there. Um, left there as a reminder of like what can happen. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people actually like use their bodies as landmarks now. Yeah. <laughs> They'll be like, yeah. oh. Just over They're the like, edge of the dead turn, girl, you turn. Turn right yeah. at, at green boots. Yeah, exactly. The same, you will exactly. have the same fate. <laughs> um, and then there is like kind of a common practice for some of the bodies, which is like you push it over the edge if someone dies, just so it's like out of sight, out of mind. Oh. Um, which is also kind of morbid. They just whoop. Yeah, a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And so the mountain was first scaled in 1953 by Edmund Hillary and... Tenzing Norway Um, that was the Sherpa that climbed it and so the top portion of the mountain which is everything above 26,000 feet is known as the dead zone so this is everything kind of above camp one no camp four sorry which is the Mm. last camp before you start climbing and so basically up here the oxygen levels are about a third of what they are at sea level Mm -hmm. um and the barometric I'm probably saying that wrong pressure makes Mm -hmm. everything seem 10 times heavier so oh. like picking up a candy wrapper is difficult. Like so, recovering a whole ass body. Oh yeah, no. Like way. a dead, frozen weight is yeah. pretty much impossible. Yeah. Um, mm. this combination can kind of make climbers feel sluggish, disoriented, fatigue, and yeah. causes st- uh, distress on the organs. Oh. In recent years, long lines have also contributed to higher death rates because people oh. literally have to, like, stop and wait. And they have to bring, like, O2 tanks because there's, like, no yeah. oxygen up there. Um, and they run out of oxygen while they're waiting. Or they freeze while they're waiting. Oh, my God. Yeah. 
See, that's the second issue is that it's so commercialized now. I know. That there's just too many people climbing <laughs> it Everest. Sucks. Like, you can yeah. literally climb Everest. I think I saw a tweet about this that you can just climb Everest if you have $40,000 or $60,000. It's $60, like $100,000. Okay, $100,000. Yeah, but all, that's expensive. all you need and you don't need any training. You just need to hire a Sherpa and you just need to go from camp to camp to camp and you can get to the top of Everest. Bad idea, though. Bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> you people can also... want to do it because they think they can. They're just like, oh, let me just conquer everything. But you can't. <laughs> just letting everyone know you might not be able to do that mm. um there's also this thing called pulmonary edema that people suffer from which is when you actually start to drown inside your body so fluids start to like rush into your lungs and you suffocate and you die what that some people experience that at high altitudes and most people can actually only survive uh for 48 hours in this oh. area if you spend longer than 48 hours you're death. probably not going to survive wow that's so crazy so yeah. you just have to climb that much mountain while feeling sluggish and while having yeah. a third of the oxygen but you only yeah. also have 48 hours to, uh, to survive yeah. it i mean it, it only takes happen. i think it only takes about eight to nine hours to actually get to the summit so 48 hours is reasonable to get in and out mm -hmm. but if there's storms and stuff like that you can get stuck there yeah um, that's so true and also I mean, it's so you unpredictable get, yeah and you kind of get like stuck behind the slowest climber with this whole lines thing so yeah you know Things can happen. Things can happen. There's been stories, too, of people, like, their hands get so frozen, they have oxygen, but they can't turn it on. So they, they die because they can't turn on their oxygen. Oh, so that is terrifying. Um, around 32% of people who climb Mount Everest experience hallucinations while they're climbing oh, due to I've hypoxia. I, yeah, <laughs> I've heard of that. I've heard of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, um, while you're climbing it, your body just, like, starts to, like, hallucinate. And, like, you can't, like, see your hands straight and shit like that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You can so also scary. get snow blindness, um, which is when you basically go blind because of all, like, the UV light if you don't bring eye protection. Um, that can also lead to death pretty quickly. Yeah, I can imagine. Snow blind. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, people who do happen to survive longer than 48 hours in this area do have lasting health effects. Um, oh, right yeah they often get like frostbitten and like organ damage and stuff like yeah. that yeah and an even more morbid thing is that as people die while they're climbing the mountain no one does anything if somebody dies in front of you you keep climbing you just climb over the person and keep going um so a climber in 2018 says that seven bodies says that she saw seven bodies on her way up and recalls hundreds of people climbing over the body of a recently deceased person just to get to the top. Remember, this is like a vacation that people are doing. Like, this is just like a fucking, like, tourist thing and people are climbing mm -hmm. over dead bodies. Um, another man in 2013 said that he had to walk past four newly dead bodies on his descent. It's just... That's Ugh, so it icks me. fucked up. Really icks me. Yeah, that's really messed up, man. And so there's easily be next too. <laughs> I know, like I know. And that's the thing, like even the most um, like skilled climbers, people who have been training their lives for this, those people die too. It's not just the people who are like yeah. in it just for, just for funsies and haven't done any training. Yeah. It, it can happen to anyone. Mm -hmm. And you're, you can't stop, right? Like it's just not even mm -hmm. in the cards to stop. Like you know that it's every, every man for themselves and like there's no yeah. going back for people because you're risking your life. Yeah, and most so of the spoiled. stories of people who do die on Everest are actually, like, people who stop and, like, take a break. And that's when they die. Oh! So you, like, really don't want to stop. Wow. Um, so there's this famous corpse that Lydia mentioned. It's called 
they call they call the corpse green boots now because he has bright green boots and you mm-hmm. do have to pass this um body to get to the summit there's some debate over who green boots is but most people believe him to be Teswang paljor um who is an indian climber who died on the mountain in 1996 and there is a movie called Everest, mm-hmm. and it talks about what happened in 1996. It's one mm-hmm. of the deadliest events ever to happen on the mountain. Oh, my God. Um, eight people died in 1996. It's called the That's Everest That's like the disaster. entire climbing crew. <laughs> and more people suffered uh, frostbite and lost fingers. And so basically what had happened is there was like a holdup on the mountain caused by fixed lines not being in place. So there's this... I forget what it's called. It's like Hillary's Cross or something like that. It's this Mm. place that you have to kind of basically climb across a cliff face. Like on one side of you is an ice wall. On the other side of you is a drop. Mm -hmm. And you're just on this like tiny little rock path almost. And so the Sherpas have gone up and attached ropes. So Mm. you can clip yourself into the rope so you don't fall off the edge. And when they got up there, the ropes had been broken. They were supposed to be repaired, but they were not. So they had to wait for the ropes to be reinstalled. So this caused a little bit of a holdup. Yeah. And they knew that a blizzard was coming into the area. So they knew that they had to be off the mountain by a certain time. In the movie, it's 2 o'clock. I don't know what it was in real life. It might be 2 o'clock. Um, so they knew they had to be down from the mountain at that time not to be caught in a blizzard. Um, and basically, this holdup caused most people to get stuck on the mountain when this blizzard hit. So oh, the blizzard no. hit multiple groups and it reduced visibility to zero. Um, (laughs) there's a guide called Robert Hall um, who had made his way up to the summit with his group but there had been one guy in his group named Doug Doug Hansen and it was Doug's second year trying to climb Everest he had failed the first year Mm -hmm. um, and he had been really tired on the way up so he had stopped and like taken a break they thought he had went back down and when they were coming back down they encountered Doug and Doug was like so close to the summit he was like please 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 just let me do this like I paid a hundred thousand dollars to be here this is my <laughs> second year doing this like yeah. this is my only shot to do this and so Doug uh, Rob really didn't want to but he finally agreed he was like okay fine let's just do it quickly mm-hmm. um so Rob had made it to the summit went back down got Doug went back up to the summit wow <laughs> um and then on their way back down they didn't make it down in time and they got caught in the blizzard they both died. What? Um, their bodies are still on the mountain today. Oh. And yeah, so this blizzard also killed Green Boots, who um, his body isn't actually still there, but it was there for a very long time. Oh. And so they recently removed him mm-hmm. um, just out of like respect for the family, I guess. They didn't actually take him down from the mountain. They just moved him away. People don't really know who moved him, but apparently there's like a Chinese mountaineer association or something like that because mm-hmm. the mountains on like a border with yeah. china um so apparently that association has been moving a lot of the bodies just mm-hmm. to make it a little bit of a happier place for everyone yeah yeah um oh, yeah so they recently God. removed him but he used to be used as a benchmark to know that you were close to the summit and so yeah. in 2006 a guy named david sharp um was climbing the mountain and he took a break to chill with green boots before he started his summit and when he took a break, he started to, I guess, freeze pretty mm-hmm. much. Um, and he actually ended up dying right next to Green Boots. Oh. And this is a very controversial death because about 40 people passed David yeah. Sharp as he was dying. Oh. And nobody stopped to help him. And he was, like, clearly, like, hunched over in distress. Um, Sharp was also climbing by himself. He didn't have a group, a radio, or a Sherpa. Oh. 
Mm. He was just trying to do it. He had like a minimalist approach to it. He was, I think, like an experienced mountaineer person. Yeah. But he still died. Um, yeah. Oh so basically God. 40 people stopped. Uh, 40 people passed him on the way up. Nobody stopped. And then the, by the time they came down, he was pretty much dead. Oh. Um, wasn't totally dead. He was kind of like mumbling to himself almost. Oh. And that's really. But he couldn't stand up. They couldn't get him really to answer anything. And so they ended up just leaving him there. Yeah. They were yeah. like, okay. Hypothermia will take this man. Yeah. Um, and then his death kind of sparked a great debate in the climbing culture of Everest. Um, because of the fact that so many people passed this man and didn't help him. Yeah. And even one of the first men to summit Everest, Sir Edmund Hillary, he spoke mm-hmm. out about it saying that um, the climbers that passed him basically had a moral duty to stop and help him. Mm-hmm. Um, and that those people who made it to the summit don't impress him at all. He's like, that's not an accomplishment when you literally like sacrificed a life to do that. Yeah. And he's kind of like criticized what climbing Everest has turned into. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Good for him. <laughs> Good <laughs> yeah. for him. Seriously, for being like this person's life was on the line. And I'm sure like if you start dying on Everest, you probably still have time to like get yeah. down. Like if if a couple of people could help carry you down Everest, like yeah. Yeah. That probably And they have would... like medical teams at base camp and like mm-hmm. ready to go. Like there are ways to help people once they like get into distress. Yeah. But if you yeah. just leave them there. They're in the death zone, which yeah. they also call Rainbow Valley, because um, when you climb Everest, you wear these, like, really brightly colored suits. Yeah. And so when you die, you stay there in the brightly colored suit. So as you look through, um, like, the death zone, you just see all these, like, rainbow things, and it's all the dead people. So they call That's it Rainbow Valley. That's fucking horrifying. What a shitty-ass yep. <laughs> name for that. That's really fucked up. People who, people who like, summit Everest and who enjoy summiting Everest have extremely, extremely dark senses of humor. Like, mm-hmm. why would you fucking call it that? Like, that's not, that's not cute. Just I know, like, it... those are people. Yeah. That's Just call you, it the death zone. Essentially. Seriously. Seriously, it could be any single one of them. That's so fucked up. Uh, yeah. And in 1999, the oldest body ever found um, was found on Everest, 75 years after their death. So oh. this was believed to be the remains of George Mallory, who was the first person who ever, like, really attempted to climb mm-hmm. Everest. And it's not known if he actually made it to the top or not. So oh. Mallory could actually be the first person who ever summited Everest. But, of course, he died, so no one knows if he died mm-hmm. on his way up or down. Mm-hmm. Um he was found with a rope tied around his waist, which mm. lead, led to the belief that he was there with another climber who had fallen off the side. Oh. Um, once again, nobody knows if he ever achieved his goal. When once asked, you know, like, why are you trying to climb Everest? He said, because it's there. <laughs> and that's become like a really popular quote amongst people who want to climb Everest. People are like, oh, because it's there. We got to do it. Um, but yeah, okay. didn't go well for okay. him. Might not go well for you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> because it's there. Like, okay, okay. I guess. Uh, I guess that's the reason for a lot of people's, like, curiosities, because it's there. Like, why Why do we go into the ocean? Why are we trying to figure mm-hmm. out how much of the ocean is unexplored? Like, why do we want to go deeper and deeper in the ocean? Like, because it's there. <laughs> because we're curious. Yeah, yeah. I also feel like the amount of money that it costs to climb Everest is a contributing factor to this because i think a lot of people 
end up pushing themselves a lot further than they should because they're like, oh, I paid $100,000 for this. I have to make it to the top. Like, I'm just a little tired. I can keep going. Mm -hmm. And then they end up dying. And it's kind of sad that they died because they paid money for it. Like, that's... Yeah. That's fucked up. I wonder if it's Um, romanticized among some people, though. Like, if you die on Everest, it's just, like, it's a cool way to die. Yeah, some climbers, um, like, tell their families before they go that if they die, they want their body to be left on the mountain. They're like, don't recover me. Like, that's where I want to die. That's where I want to be left. Oh, right. <laughs> Fucking creepy. That's so weird. So you go yeah. there with kind of the intention that if you do die, then like it's yeah. still prideful and it's still something to be happy about. You either reach the top or you die and either way. You've accomplished something. I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> um, the first woman to ever die in the death zone. Her name was Hanalore Sch- Schmutz schmutz she was german um (laughs) i believe okay so she was the first person to i'm pretty sure this was her someone correct me if i'm wrong um but she was the first person to ever try summiting mount everest without supplemental o2 she was very very experienced mountaineer she like had climbed her whole life and she actually did succeed in her goal um so she went with her husband Mm -hmm. and um I believe she went with her husband. <laughs> she went with her husband. Um, and they made it to the top. And everything was fine. And then they were on their way back down. And they had gotten separated. Oh, no. Um, they were with another guy. And so Hanalore decided to set up a tent um, because a blizzard had hit in the mm-hmm. death zone. The Sherpa told her not to. She said, that's a bad idea. You're in the death zone. This You shouldn't set up your tent here. But she was too fatigued really to care. Mm-hmm. So she and Ray set up their tent. Um, Ray did not make it through the night, but she actually did. Mm. And she started her climb back down in the morning and she ended up dying about 300 feet from base camp. So she what? almost made it back and then she oh. died. And then two people went back up to try to retrieve her body and they also died while trying oh, to retrieve her body. Oh, shit. Um, Only her body meters. I guess yeah. it's a lot when you're like looking at the mountain, though. I know, but still so close to just like yeah. kick so it. Sad. Um, and then her body remained there for a long time, like leaning against her backpack. She was like stuck in this weird position, and her hair would like blow in the wind and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I believe so. <laughs> some people, as she was dying, some people had like passed her and noticed that she was like on her way out and had tried Mm. to help her like try to talk her into like standing up and walking back down um but they ended up having to make the decision that they had to leave her there and save themselves um because they weren't able to get her up and mm -hmm, but this like trauma that these people encountered like leaving a person there to die by themselves haunted them for so long that they actually went back many many years later and ended up um pushing the body off of the edge as like a sign of respect because it was literally just oh. in the middle of nowhere and everyone would pass it so as like a form of closure and a way to say goodbye and like sorry yeah. and whatever they climbed the mountain again and pushed her off the side oh my god yeah damn yeah. <laughs> so the only people on everest who had morals <laughs> <laughs> literally 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 right they actually tried to help yeah what a wild concept <laughs> um but a lot of people now actually believe that climbing everest is a bit of a joke um because it's no longer like the physical feat that it used to be not yeah. that it's not like impressive it's very impressive to be able to do it and it's very dangerous but as lydia was saying you can just literally pay a tour group 
mm-hmm. to take you up. You don't have to train. You don't have to be experienced. Like just if you have enough money, they'll take you up Everest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like a little bit more of a joke now. Um, more people are dying because they're taking more inexperienced people up. Yeah. Um, there's one guy, Billy Biling. Um, he's a journalist and he has this really funny quote. He said, somebody once said that climbing Everest is a challenge, but the bigger challenge would be to climb it today and tell nobody. (laughs) He's kind of talking about how it's just like a bragging thing now. People just like to say like, oh, I climbed Everest. And it's not really for the experience of climbing Everest. It's just so you can be like, oh my God, I did this amazing thing. I had a hundred thousand dollars sitting around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mountaineering isn't like your calling. Like you haven't been born and raised on a mountain. (laughs) Literally no. You've never climbed any other mountain except for Everest, like, and it's not something that, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just because it's there. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So everyone's just kind of doing it for the bragging rights now. Um, There's a lot of theft on the mountain now. There's a lot of piles of just, like, trash and, like, human feces and stuff like that just on the mountain. It's basically been trashed. Um, (laughs) The oxygen tanks. fucked up. Yeah. The oxygen tanks that they recently, that they're using, um, have recently been found to be faulty. And a lot of them were actually leaking or exploding because they're being filled improperly on the black market. So that's also why a lot of people are dying. (laughs) Because it's just a money grab now. And I believe it was 2019. Could be 2015. One One of the recent years... Um, basically, the Nepalese government oversold the number of permits mm-hmm. that they usually do. I think they sold about 390 permits, and they usually sell a lot less just mm-hmm. to get the money out of people. Um, and that one ended up being, like, the deadliest year. Oh, there Everest. you fucking go. Recent, in recent Everest history. Because yeah. there were, like, no, there was no, like, blizzard or disaster or anything like that. It was just the deadliest year from people dropping dead from not having enough oxygen or being exhausted because of the long lines. So it's just a money grab now. That's so fucked up, man. <laughs> That's so fucked up. Everest used yeah. to be this huge feat and like only specific people would do it. People who dedicated their lives to like learning mm-hmm. how to climb Everest and to just being like so curious about what was at the top of the mountain and if the human body was capable of doing it. But I imagine that a lot in, of yeah. people who used to summit Everest are probably very confused as to why everybody wants to summit Everest, you know? Like, they're literally, like, they're like, as a non-mountaineering person, are you interested in as summiting Everest? As a normal Everest? human. Yeah. And there's there's a lot of um, psychologists that have actually started to do research on people that climb Mount Everest. Mm-hmm. Because there's, like, this common association of people who climb Mount Everest are thrill seekers. Yeah. Um, sure. Yeah, that makes sense. But this is actually not true. Because oh. climbing Everest is actually really boring and tiresome because it takes about <laughs> it takes about four weeks to do it. Like it's not something that you just like oh you do it in a day. Like it takes a couple weeks to get to base camp, and then wow. you have to spend a couple more weeks. You climb up to certain camps, hang out there for a bit, and then climb back down because you have to start mm-hmm. to acclimatize your body to the altitude. Oh yeah. So it's yeah. like a really long and boring thing to do. So it's not really the thrill seekers that do it. Um, Psychologists believe that it's, like, people that are trying to gain control over their life. Um, What? It's a way to get control. I don't know how that's a way to get control, to, like, like, inflict yourself in death's way like that. But Yeah, yeah. To um, show that they aren't, like, slaves to their bodies and they can do things that normal people can't do. Yeah. It's not... Psychology. It's not the thrill seekers. Um, it's either people trying to get control over their life or it's people who want the bragging rights of I climbed Everest. Yeah. That $100. I am an idiot. $100,000. $100, 000. 
could go towards therapy instead. Of- <laughs> it could go towards a lot of things <laughs> instead of feeling like you need to control your life by climbing Everest, bro. And it's crazy. Everest. Because- <laughs> okay, so about forty thousand people go to base camp every year, and only about three hundred actually summit it. And mm-hmm. it only costs like five thousand to six thousand dollars to get to base camp because mm-hmm. it's just like paying the tour guides and stuff like that, basically. But then it costs a hundred thousand dollars to get from base camp to the summit, which mm. just like blows my mind that it's just like the last little bit. Hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. That's really expensive. <laughs> yep. That seems unreasonably expensive. Like that doesn't seem real. Like what are you paying for? You're paying for your person who your I guess guide, is working yeah. twenty four hours. Uh, like while you're climbing up there oxygen is cheap like the oxygen tank you can rent an oxygen tank for like 60 (laughs) dollars i i honestly don't know what you're paying for that's so it baffled me too yeah maybe if the prices were lower less people would go you know because then they would just be like not only is it a cheap thing to do but you're also risking your life and you're only paying That's like $1,000 to do it, you know? <laughs> embarrassing. Yeah. Honestly, I feel like, yeah, I feel like human psychology, yeah, yeah. That's right? Honestly, 100% because, true. Like, if it didn't cost $100,000, yeah, mm-hmm. you wouldn't be showing also, off your wealth. You wouldn't be, yeah. It's you know, like, it would, I made it to the top of Everest and I have enough money to make it to the top of Everest. Yeah, yeah. And it wouldn't be that like, um, like rare thing anymore you know it would be like oh anyone can do that like whatever so you climb but why would you want to anyone can do it but why would you want to like i'm why would you risk your life for six thousand dollars like yeah yeah oh cool and then it would truly be impressive because it's like yeah exactly anyone can do it and you clearly needed to like train for it and stuff like that because if you're paying that much money like ten thousand dollars it does make it seem like you don't need to train because everything you need like your survival is almost guaranteed you know but if it's only one thousand dollars then it feels a lot riskier for some reason (laughs) climbing everest that's a that's an interesting psychological experiment we should try Mm -hmm. that one year and still only have 300 permits or whatever it is but Mm. Or maybe the permit is a whole other thing, too. Yeah, the permit makes sense to me. So basically, there's only, you can only climb Mount Everest in May. That's the only Mm -hmm. month that it's like the weather is decent enough, warm enough to do it. Mm -hmm. And you basically like spend a lot of time at base camp waiting for like the golden day to climb. Like they check the weather and stuff like that and they'll make plans based on the weather. But you have to like wait for a specific window. Um, So the that Ooh. makes sense based on the permits because basically the issue with that like really deadly year was that all of the groups so they had one they had oversold the permits and then all of those people who had those permits tried to climb on the same day oh, that's also what no. happened in the 1996 thing too okay was that okay. um everyone all of the groups that were there made the goal for may 10th that was the day mm-hmm. that they were going to climb um and it was too many people like there was too much waiting there's too much hold up there weren't enough oxygen tanks for everyone um it was like a whole big disaster that's so, so fucked up it kind of makes sense back. yeah the limit me too like it's not worth it <laughs> like i don't think it's worth it's it worth to die it. on everest i don't really understand that that me psychological neither. need to just like die in me this cool neither. like thrill seeking way i don't like, e- yeah after like learning all this too i don't even think i i i don't i have zero desire to climb everest oh me too. i think it'd be really cool to go to base camp to see it i'd like to mm-hmm. see everest but i don't why do i need to do that <laughs> why do i need to you go know? to the top why do you need permanent health 
um, implications. Literally. Just to go to the top of some mountain. And also, you're going to be suffering the entire way up there. I know. You're like, bored. It's not fun. You're tired. It's like eight you're hours cold. of suffering. Yeah. yeah. And then you get <laughs> to the top. Like, I've seen videos of people getting to the top. And it's like this tiny little, like, tiny summit. Tiny little yeah. summit. Not many people can fit on it. And most people are, like, lying down like this on the ground because the wind's, like, fucking blowing. Oh. And it's a shale drop on the other side. So you're probably terrified the whole time you're at the summit, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. You're not even really enjoying it. Yeah. So and there's been stories of people who've done it recently. And because there's so many people there, apparently, like, um, it's almost like everyone almost doesn't fit on the summit. Oh. Like, it's really dangerous to be up there because it's, like, so crowded that people will literally just, like, take a picture and then get off of it as quickly <laughs> as they can. So it's like, what's the point? You don't yeah. look, you, you don't enjoy it once you get there. You don't enjoy it on the way up. You don't oh, enjoy God. it on the way down. Like, what's... No, the way down <laughs> is probably even point? worse. Like, that's yeah, the that's real challenge. Yeah, that's when most of the people die down. is on the yeah. way down. They make it up, but then, like, down is most of the challenge, apparently. So eight hours in, you haven't even yeah. scratched <sighs> the challenge yet. Seriously, what doesn't the make fuck? sense to me. Scientists, you could go up there and do your little research, but it just, yeah, it just doesn't make mm-hmm. sense as to why people are doing it. Yeah. And it's not like Antarctic too, right? Because in the Antarctica, in the whatever, in that place, <laughs> in the Antarctica, they're studying. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, if people, if there's like life in these extreme conditions, and like yeah. if like things can survive, and like if humans can survive, and they're like using it as a test ground for Mars, which like is kind of cool, I guess. But like for Everest, we don't need to do that. We've studied no. everything there is to know about the mountains and shit, and like people have been doing it for like 60, 70 years now. Just stop. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> I yeah. don't want to climb Everest. Yeah, and I'll it's just like, read the stories about people climbing Everest. It's not cool same. anymore. I'll watch too. the video it's... of that one guy that you know, bl- like vlogged his way up. Yeah, exactly. See the top. Mike Posner <laughs> did like, it actually. Going to Everest, yo! No way. Yeah, yeah. He walked across <laughs> oh, America man. and then he climbed Mount Everest. And mm. Made a music okay, video sure. about it. Yeah, I mean that's that's a that's a regular series money, though, of events. You know? That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. got money and time. That makes sense to money, me. Money, time, and he has like a little bit of like a spiritual kind yeah. of yeah. side to him. Some mental health really stuff, you know. Addiction. Yeah, we get it. We get it, Mike Posner. Good for you. But Go do Everest. You need something else to like take your time up, you know? I yeah. get it. Everyone else, I don't get it. The other thing is, like, yeah. it's the air's so thin that they can't like fly helicopters up there or anything like that. So oh, they can't even like medically evacuate people. Ask. Oh, um, okay, okay. If you okay. get make it back to, like, certain camps, they can get helicopters there. I think they can get to, like, Camp 1, the last camp. But if you're in the dead zone, they literally can't even fly a helicopter up there to help what? you. What? Mm-hmm. Because the air is so thin. Like, the helicopter literally, like, just will drop out of the air. It's crazy. How high crazy is shit. Mount Everest? So high. So high. <laughs> <laughs> very, very high. Higher what than any fuck? person needs to be. Yeah, any living being ever needs to be. Yeah, pretty crazy shit. That's so insane. (laughs) Oh my god, I had no idea that it was that bad. That like helicopters just like never mind. (laughs) I can't. I can't. I'm not made for this. Wow, that's fucked up. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. And And it's already been discovered. Yeah, you know, we've already done it. There's no need to keep discovering. Not that impressive. Discovered it. Yeah, it's like it's like when um in in i don't remember what the show was but they were just like oh this person was going into geography or like mapping or something like that and someone was like why haven't hasn't everything been discovered like what what do you need to keep discovering 
Yeah. It's fine. Guys. We've discovered we all the land. <laughs> we don't need to just keep discovering things. It's been discovered. <laughs> um, and then I just kind of wanted to take a moment also to touch on the topic of Sherpas. This is something yeah. that's always bugged me a lot is Sherpas. Not that the Sherpas bug me. The culture around Sherpas bug me. Because I always feel like it's um, like these um, rich tourists that, you know, they make it to the top and they're taking pictures of themselves and they're like, oh my gosh, look at this feat. I've done this amazing thing. And like beside them is the Sherpa who mm-hmm. carried all their shit for them, who <laughs> set up their camp for them, who dragged them to the top and carried all their O2. And it's just like uh, another Monday for him. He's like, yeah, this yeah. is the job. And all these like wealthy tourists are like, oh my God, this accomplishment. Like All by myself. It's always <laughs> just irked me a little bit. Hmm. Um. And what makes it even worse is that the majority of the dead bodies on Mount Everest are actually the bodies of Sherpas. What? Yeah. But these are the ones that generally aren't talked about. Like, we hear all about green boots. We hear all about these, like, hikers, the people, the tourists, the people who pay to be there. We hear about them dying on the way, but we don't actually hear about the people that die helping them get there, basically. Um, So the Sherpas, for people who don't know, are basically like climbing guides um Mm -hmm. they're hired to help people get up they carry the oxygen bottles water food they set up camps they navigate and they manage the porters um sherpa the word sherpa means people of the east and it's kind of like an ethnic group of people who live in the mountains yeah Um, and it's believed that because they live their lives in the mountains and they're born in the mountains that they're like genetically predisposed to fare better at higher altitudes which is true they do really well at high altitudes Mm -hmm. um they earn about eight thousand dollars per season so remember a season is just really the month of may so Mm -hmm. that can be a lot um especially in nepal a lot of people regard it as like a golden ticket out of poverty but Mm -hmm. on the other side on the flippity flip of that coin a western guide makes about fifty thousand dollars a season oh just kind of they're doing the same thing yeah. <laughs> they're guiding people up everest i would assume that the sherpa they should make is probably better at doing it than yeah. the western guide like he's yeah. you know lived his life in these mountains i would probably trust the sherpa more but mm-hmm. the sherpa only makes 8k and the western guide makes about 50k hmm. um the That's most really successful sherpa his name is sherpa cami Wright. he has summited mount everest 25 times Oh, and wow. he's, he holds the record right now for, like, the most yeah. summits of Everest. He's done it pretty much every single year for, like, 40, uh, not 40 years, 25 years. 25 years. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> um, and it's also the Sherpas who climbed up the mountain, installed all of the rope systems that yeah. keeps everyone safe. Like, you're walking up there. People have been up there, like, freaking hammering things into ice, like, paving the way for your success. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I just, I, I feel, I feel weird about Sherpa culture. Um, I feel weird about the fact that we don't recognize them enough. The fact yeah. that we, not we, I've never climbed Mount Everest, that people brag <laughs> about their accomplishment. Um, right. Doing Mount Everest when like people are risking their lives to get you there. Mm-hmm. Not being paid enough to risk your lives to get you there. Do mm-hmm. it all the time. <laughs> and like aren't recognized for their accomplishments. Yeah. 
um yeah and so even I've... the first people who climbed everest you know i i don't think that they were sherpas but i don't really hear about the there sherpa was a sherpa guide who him. helped them you know there, so oh, there yeah, was that was the See? so okay. it was hillary no it was edmund edmund hillary and mm-hmm. his sherpa was tezing oh okay. yeah so it was a guy and a sherpa okay um that climbed it so yeah like his sherpa was with him but yeah i definitely don't think we hear enough about sherpas <laughs> i've never heard of sherpas before i actually started like paying attention about... to what was going on on everest and like how people yeah. were climbing it and stuff like that and then that was the first time i ever heard the word sherpa not from people's instagram stories <laughs> <laughs> yeah and even like outside of specifically like everest culture i remember so my mom like did some trekking in nepal when she was young and whatever and she would always tell me she would tell me that the like the sherpas so Everyone would get up in the morning, they'd eat their breakfast, which was, like, cooked for them, basically, and then they would start walking, the Sherpas would take down everyone's tents, pack them up, carry them, run past everyone on their hike, set up camp, and have dinner ready for all of the hikers when they got there. And I just found that crazy. I was like, what? (laughs) Those people are doing such cool things, and nobody talks about how cool they are and, like, how amazing they are and how, like, physically fit they are. Like, all of these people are struggling through their hike, like, taking hours. And the Sherpa's just running by. Sherpa's just fucking, like, like, run by them. All right, see you guys there. And, like, they have camp set up. They're eating dinner. dinner. (laughs) They're kicking back. Like, crazy shit. So I think we just all need to recognize sherpas more for mm-hmm. a the risk that they put themselves in for other people and just for like how cool they are and how physically yeah. capable they are it's really holy cool. shit that's really cool yeah. yeah maybe we should also just leave the climbing to the sherpas yeah yeah actually there was like this um i forget what year it was i think it was 2013 there was an avalanche that happened at one of the camps and 16 sherpas were killed in the avalanche Oh. Um, and then they all like basically went on strike and refused to go up there because they were like the the government is making this too dangerous for us like there's too many people there there's oh. not enough risk assessment like we're putting our lives in risk to wait in these lines to watch people die to yeah. be expected to carry dead bodies down when people do die like it's just yeah yeah it changes the system from them. a different side yeah me too I agree I'm on them. strike with the, sh- with the Sherpas same people need to stop climbing <laughs> stop treacherous mountains just stop <laughs> um, they should close it they should close it to tourists yeah I think people would still try to do it probably yeah and then it would be even more expensive crazy. and that like really successful Sherpa Cammy Wright um, he has this like really cute little not cute but fun little saying when um, he sees anyone even like start to show signs of a slight struggle, he's like, you're going down. We're turning around. We're going down. Whole group is going down. This is not happening. And people are always like, no, no, I have to. I have to. I paid money to be here. Like all of that stuff. And he's always like, you know what? Mount Everest is going to be there tomorrow. You will not. Mm. And then he takes them down. And that's such, I was like, wow, such that's a good such point. a good way of Mount putting Everest it. Mount yeah. Everest is always going to be there, my dear. Yeah, it's probably going to outlive us all. <laughs> it will outlive us all. 100% outlive us all. But like, wow. if you don't head down, you don't get you to won't. see it tomorrow. Damn. Yeah. I love that. Same. That's, yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Ken. I like that. He's not really letting anyone risk their lives for this. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Mm. We like him. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So basically, all in all, Mount Everest, um, I think we can stop. We can stop doing Mount Everest. It's not cool anymore. 
Um, I think that a lot of people think about summiting Mount Everest as one of like the greatest feats of humanity, but I think that maybe it's bringing out the worst in humanity. Maybe mm. it's not a great feat. It basically like strips people of empathy, dignity, and like consideration of others. They're just like, oh, oh I paid a hundred thousand dollars to be here. I'm not gonna help the person that's dying on the side of the trail. Yeah. I'm gonna climb over this dead body because you know. I don't want to be out 100k for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and that's fucked up. Wow. That's mad fucked up. So it just shows like stop. what we'll do with money and like mm-hmm. how much power it has over our lives and how yeah, yeah, you're right. It turns you into a really selfish person. A monster. A monster. So, money changes people. That's my little talk about money Mount changed Everest. Everest. And I also recommend the movie to everyone. Everest. I watched <laughs> it this week after doing um my little opinion on it. And it's yeah. very good. It's very yeah, good. I'm down. I'll watch it. It's a little scary, a little sad. Mhm. Um, but it's good, and it's a true story. Hmm. And Keira Knightley's in it. I didn't expect that. Oh! But she, and, um, fuck, who's that Taylor Swift's controversial um, all-too-well boy? Oh, uh, I don't know. Joe Jonas? Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Ah, Jake Gyllenhaal yeah. is also in it. Yeah. <laughs> cool! Just, like, very wow. unexpected. Did he People climb Everest? He, he's, he's, he's an actor. Oh, it's a movie. <laughs> yeah, Everest is a movie. Oh, I thought it's it was a, a movie about the No, it's a movie about the 1996. It's like a oh, Hollywood. That's so cool. movie. Yeah. Nice. Okay, I'm done. I'll watch it. Yeah, that sounds really good. Did you know that there's an Allegria movie? Like a Cirque du Soleil movie? Allegria. <laughs> is yeah. that how you pronounce it? Yeah. I know. The whole time that we were going up, we were like, Algeria. Yeah. Allegria. It's Allegria. Alegria. Alegria. Yeah. <laughs> yeah she started movie. singing the song and we were like, oh. Oh. That's <laughs> oh. Nice. Yeah. Cool. That's my chat. Fuck y'all. Everest. Another Fuck thing ruined by capitalism. Yeah. Yet another thing ruined by human <laughs> yeah, beings. Yeah, another thing. That is, that's our podcast. Yeah. It's just a list of things that capitalism has ruined at this Literally. point. <laughs> Literally. It's really opened my eyes up to how, like, everything I do and how everything is just so deeply ingrained. And even if when I don't think I'm doing things in, like, a capitalism kind of way, it's mm-hmm. just, I still am. And it's just always in the background. It's and it's just always everything. driving my life yeah. forwards, you know? Presides over every single little mm-hmm. aspect of our lives. It's capitalism. Insane. Capitalism. It's insane. I can't even imagine life without capitalism at this point, too. Like, it's, yeah. I've just accepted it, I think. It'd be which so maybe nice, isn't. Though. So great. Anyways. Fuck. Anyways. Hours. Thank you conclude. so much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For um, your little talky talk about Everest. That was interesting and very cool. I think we've all heard of Everest and we all kind of, you know, see it as this unconquerable place. But now you know that it's not as cool as people make it out to be and you're sacrificing a lot of morals and humanity just to climb to the top of a really high mountain that's not amazing (laughs) and it's boring (laughs) and cold (laughs) yeah it's not even that fun guys yeah what the fuck go to a music festival instead (laughs) literally literally buy a house guys yeah 100k buy a house
want to hear more from us, you can find us on Instagram at very.unimportant.people. And on our Instagram, you can go to our bio and click on our link tree, and that's where our Patreon is. And you can pay for the Patreon, um, and it's just, it, it really helps support us, you know, and help support our art and help create amazing new episodes for you guys every week for the past year and a half, you know, go support, go give us some love. And you can also find us on email, uh, which is catersclickhere at gmail.com. H-H-T-R-S, clickhere at gmail.com. And you can find us on Twitter at the Unimportant PPL. And of course, you can find us on TikTok. Go check us out on TikTok. Leave us a comment. Let us know you're there from the podcast. We love to see it. And we will see you guys next week. Have a great. (laughs) 